Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is episode 104 of the Say Hey Podcast. I am Doug Hayes. It is June 26, 2023. Before we bring in tonight's guest, bring in my co-host as always. Say hey, Rob. Say hey, Rob. Happy Monday, brother. What's going on? Happy Monday. What's going on? Just a uh, great Monday night. Drinking a Corona, a great Mexican beer. But Doug, and our guest, Say Hey Brooks, I have a little question for you guys. It's a Canadian oh, question. Oh, man. Wow, we've already covered our amigos to the south and our friends to the north. I'm, just, I'm covering it real quick. The Giants, as we all know, are in Toronto tomorrow. Does everybody on the team have to be vaccinated to play? Oh, geez, Rob, coming out with a political banger right I, out of the I, gate here in episode I, I, 104. It, it has not been brought up once on Twitter. I, and I, it just I, occurred I, to me like two minutes ago before we started. I think Prime Minister Trudeau, as many of the uh, – you know, the women love Prime Minister Trudeau. Uh-huh. I believe uh, that got lifted, and we don't have to worry about those anymore okay. for That's our all. teams visiting Canada. That's it. That's all I wanted to know. Brooks, welcome back to the Say Hey Podcast, my man. How's it going, dude? Say hey. What is happening? <laughs> Say hey? What the fuck was that? Say hey. Good times. Hey. I said say a hey, because we're going to be in Canada. <laughs> Ah, yes. For a three-game series. See, and uh, first of all, I think it's the uh, first time I've been on here with Say Hey Rob in quite a while. I think so. I yeah. I filled in for you uh, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So glad to mm-hmm. be back on mm-hmm. with both of you boys. And uh, yeah, we're approaching uh, kind of the unofficial halfway point in a few days. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been an exciting few months, and especially the last what fifteen days or so of mm-hmm. Giants baseball have been pretty cray. Turned our lives around. Turned our lives around. <laughs> you know, we are, what, the Giants are 78 games in the season, and we'll do some check-ins in a minute. But it's funny because what Rob and I last recorded, I believe, like June 4th, 5th or something around there, you know, three weeks ago, I think to the day. And um, it's crazy. The Giants are now 10 games over 500. They're 44 and 34. They're only two and a half back behind the Arizona Diamondbacks who are 47 and 32, who just the Giants just took two or three at home against them. I mean, included in this stretch where we've recorded last Rob, the Giants went on a 10 game winning streak where they won the the last game of that Cubs series. Then they swept the Dodgers in LA. Then they um I'm missing one. Who who else did they sweep? The Cardinals. Oh, yeah, Cardinals. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Cardinals, then Dodgers, and then took the first three from the uh Padres. And then so yeah, I mean, they've been playing Pretty damn entertaining baseball lately, guys. Yeah, you know, and they're kind of finding different ways to win. Um, you know, go back to that St. Louis game. I mean, it's I mean, I was at work and they're down five three in the ninth, and I'm like, okay, they lost, whatever. Start doing something to get it get an alert. Oh my god, it's five five. Mikey Strzemski with two strikes hits a two run homer to tie the game, and you know, just then we had those Padres games last last week. Um, Michael Walk is shoving it down their throat, and then oh, we get to the bullpen and. 
things are happening and it's just been it's kind of been a mix of everything you know falling behind early offense picks them picks them up or give it up a run early bullpen comes in holds it down you know just a lot of you know kind of some 2021 type of stuff going on right Absolutely. now the way they're, they're winning these games but yeah it's been quite the turnaround these last uh you know a couple of weeks yeah, they. It's been a little bit of 2021. It's still been a little bit of 2022 in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they. I don't. I don't remember the 2021 team getting shut down for six or seven innings the way these Giants do, uh, but they have that comeback gene. Uh, they've shown it time and time again that you can't count them out. It's almost like, you know, you're, you're kind of waiting for the whole team is is just. Who's going to be the guy that gets it done today? And that, to me, is very reminiscent of the 2021 extravaganza. Um, but, yeah, it's just just watching the Giants take care of business finally. Because you remember the first five, six weeks, they were losing series to the Washington Nationals and uh, mm-hmm. the Kansas City Royals and just, you know, you know, dropping two to the Tigers. Just games that they should have found a way to win if you're going to do anything this year. So the fact that they, you know, they beat the Dodgers in LA, that was, uh, I I can't help but just keep seeing all these kind of somewhat tiny little bit of, uh, well, actually is every time they win a series, like they beat the Cardinals. That's like, no, that's not even that impressive anymore because everyone's running them over and backing up over them and running them. I'm still shocked at how bad the Cardinals are. I I don't get it. I mean, yeah, if the Giants are sweeping any team that has Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado on it. Yeah, if you're a Giants (laughs) fan, yeah, you know that shit. That's like seeing a unicorn. So I don't care what their record is. (laughs) Exactly. But but, uh, getting getting it done against uh, Merrill Kelly, of all people, uh, in the D-backs, I think it was probably their most impressive feat so far. Uh, because the D-backs have been playing extremely well right now. Beating the Dodgers was, as a fan, impressive, but not as impressive if you think about there was no Julio Urias. Dustin May is not healthy. Um, Their bullpen is literally every average Joe from the dodgeball uh, team. (laughs) And and, and, and they they somehow missed Clayton Kershaw for the first time ever. Thank you. It feels like it, huh? Yeah, it's true. I don't know how. And And they get Bobby Miller's first bad start. Yeah, yeah. And then Bobby Miller followed it up with another really weak start. So it's kind of like, oh, okay. No, um, I'm not trying to discredit what the Giants are doing. I'm just saying this is what happens in baseball. Sometimes you get some breaks. Uh, they miss Zach Gallen in this recent series. That is somewhat of a break, you know. Uh, you know, that's the type of thing that happens on the schedule. And good for the Giants to actually take advantage when presented these opportunities. Now, Brooks, you bring up something because this has kind of been, I don't know, irking at me the last couple of weeks whenever I see this because I don't know. I think there's no wrong answer with this, like perspective wise. It's just how it is. But I keep seeing people like tweet out and stuff. Oh, I'm getting 2021 vibes. You were at this team, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't get that at all because, mm-hmm. first of all, I, I look at the comparisons of in 2021, like everything happened to go right for that year for that team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you had Buster Posey who was just like fresh off a year off and he played great that year. And, you know, that's the leader they needed. Crawford was an MVP candidate belt happened to stay healthy that year. Kevin Gosman, Logan Webb came out of nowhere, obviously. And, mm-hmm. and that this team, I feel 
you know, they like think... to be left Brandon Belt out of that mix. <laughs> I, I did say Brandon Belt. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, okay. I was going to say, he crossed my mind. Maybe Not I Eva just Longoria, get though. used to leaving him out. No, no, no. Well, Evan Longoria was, you know, great oh, until he got hurt. But this year, like, the Giants have had more than their fair share of injuries. They've had to fight through it. Um, you know, they have stability on the back end. Again, I guess, you know, with, with Duvall, like they did with McGee that year. But um, I don't know. I'm just not getting those those vibes at all. I feel like this this team's kind of doing its own thing in their own way. I, I This team doesn't really remind me of any previous Giants team, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, the this Giants team does not have the starting pitching that the 2021 team did. Um, yeah, health, and the way they're doing their bullpen games. And the, yeah, sorry. No, no, but that yeah. was just exactly. I wanted to throw that point in there too because exactly. that was one of my reasons too. I forgot to say it, but yeah, like the way they're handling this pitching staff, whether you like it or not, it's very innovative. And you know, you thought you hated bullpen games last year, like the way they're doing it this year is like a whole new extreme level. And yep. and it's overall, at least recently, it's working. So yeah. I don't. Again, I just reiterate my point. I don't get any ties to how. It is with the 2021 team, but that's just me. Well, you know, I can be a Giants fan for 33 years. I can't think of God, you're old. one time. Yeah, I am old, but <laughs> yeah, I can't think of one time ever that the Giants just said, okay, we're calling up all the children and they're all going to play. And so that's that it? right there, I will I, I, I'll say that. I mean, Luis Matos is, you know, new, the newest guy, you know, I mean, it was Patrick Bailey, it was Casey Schmidt. And I mean, it's, it's, it's getting crazy. Like they're, they're just, this isn't something that the Giants do. They've never done this really in my life. So yeah, in, in, in that regard, you know, it's not the Kevin Podlos of the world, the Stuart Fairchilds. It's <laughs> the guys in the system that, that 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 they're bringing up and bringing in for these little stints and filling in. So yeah, I mean, in, in that in that regard, I don't think I've ever seen a Giants team do what they've done over the, the last month and have it. And the fact that it's worked has been you know phenomenal. Yeah, I just like to have a slight amount of concern for the bullpen, which has had a lot of success yet because of the way they construct everything with these openers, which an opener uh, is someone that pitches one or so innings. And then the rest of the bullpen has to cover uh, the other eight plus, you know, eight ish innings. And then, uh, you know, there's often a bulk arm in there, but it's Mm -hmm. Tristan Beck or um, Shamanaya, these types the problem with that is they are leading the National League in innings pitched. Um, they are number three in MLB in overall. And it's a mixed bag if you see the other teams in there. They got Oakland and Tampa Bay. That's com- two complete different teams right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you got the Giants and then you got the Rockies. And they're like, whoa, those are, you know, for all intents and purposes, teams that are going to be hopefully very far apart in record at the end of the year. Then you got Cincinnati and Detroit and then Kansas city. And it's like, wow, you got like a lot of good teams in there. A lot of bad teams in there that are doing this massive amount of bullpen innings. How is that going to be? If you have aspirations to go all the way, have a deep October run, those arms are going to be so worn out at the end of the year. We think, Uh, or they're going to have to keep trying new guys, more randoms uh, that are kind of on the edge of the 40-man roster, guys that are going to come up and make their debut and their family's going to be out there. It's going to be that all year. Like, I don't know. Um, and who? last thing is, who has the least amount of innings pitched uh, for the bullpen? 
Bruce Bochy's team, Texas Rangers. Weird how that happens, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I just can't believe it. Wow. Uh, I don't know. And that is without Jacob Degrom for the rest of the season, possible or probably right. I think yeah, he, Tommy, he Tommy is, Johnny, yeah, he is having Tommy John again. Yeah, and and he's already been out for what six weeks. So he's been out a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So Texas, Seattle, Houston are at the very bottom. All AL West teams. Uh, so that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, we'll see. You know, a few months from now, if this strategy. Instead of having a traditional five-man rotation, uh, to see see how this uh, plays out for them um, in terms of uh, workload, taxing these arms right now to get these ten-game winning streaks to kind of stay in there. So, it's it's definitely my number one concern too, and and we'll get into some numbers in a minute. But yeah, I mean, when you have guys, first of all, it's not like I'm like I mentioned a couple minutes ago. It's not like the Giants have you know, maintained health as well. Like they've been banged up. I mean, Cobb is on the IL. Good thing. I believe he's supposed to be back for the Mets series this weekend, which is good. Um, And he's been arguably their, you know, second best pitcher some nights first. But yeah, I mean, Alex Wood has been banged up and then he's back and he just got absolutely obliterated against Padres in the last start. Mm -hmm. So who knows what's Mm going to happen with him? Um, Yeah, I mean, outside of Logan Webb, knock on wood, you know, everybody's kind of a big question mark. Um, you know, scafani has been up and down, um, but we know his injury history. So, yeah, you're already getting uh, a significant amount of innings out of guys like uh, a Manaya and a Junis and a Beck. And I know I think Ross Stripling's not too far off. And whether people like that he's coming back or not, he's, he's going to be back. That's what he's he's officially gonna, back. Yeah. And that's what he's going to do. Yeah. So he, he he's probably going to pitch in this series and he's going to, you know, Go go pitch for three innings, probably regardless of how it's going. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't know if the longevity and if this is stable enough that they can get into August and September with this structure, um, and if it'll continue to do things. I think that in we'll talk about at the end. You know, in regards to the trade deadline, um, I think that this team as is is definitely, you know. N- not going to contend in my opinion, just because of the pitching situation, but they're going to have to make some moves to just bulk up the depth that we thought was there at the beginning of the season. But you know, is it really there? So. Yeah. And I can't wait for that trade deadline stuff. You know, me Uh, very excited about that. And Rob, I know you're excited about all those trade acquisitions. The giants are going to have, and Uh hopefully they don't give up any Ivan Armstrong's. Oh yeah. We can talk. (laughs) Ivan Armstrong, man. You never know when there might be a fight, you know. Yeah, so like, <laughs> they, 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 they're missing him. But now, Doug, you made a good point there. Like it was that was everything we talked about, right? Look at the depth of the rotation this year, and oh my god, you you know, yeah, we lost Rodon, but look, we got Disclafani coming back, and Cobb's come off a great year. They signed Manaya, they got Junis, they got Stripling, they got this guy and this guy. And it's like, damn, what two bullpen games a week, huh? Like that's that's how quickly it can change. And before we transition, I will. I got to give a shout out to uh, Keaton Wynn, man. I mean, he's yeah. come up and one. kind of like a lot of these other guys that I wasn't really expecting to see this early in the season. Um, he's been good. And at, at this point, and I think Brooks, correct me if I'm wrong, you said this. It's like, dude, just start the guy, you know, especially if they're going to open up with a righty. Um, I like, I get, again, not a huge fan of the, you know, the, organized piggyback but 
I, I understand it, especially when it's, you know, you start a John Berbia or a Ryan Walker, and then you follow up with a Sean Mania because they're one, two, three hitters, four hitter. You know, they're going to see a different side of the, the mound there. But when you go, like, from a right to a right, it's like, just, just start them. Just start them. Because this guy it has been primarily a starter, and, you know, those things can do some mental jumping jacks in your head. Like, oh, well, I guess I'm going in the second inning instead of the first. You know, just start yeah. Yeah, it's interesting when looking at the whole reasoning behind the whole piggyback strategy that they're deploying this season because it was like basically to protect from injury issues. Of course, you're going to have injuries, but they had seven starting pitchers to begin the season uh, that are like fixtures on the active roster as and they identify as starting pitchers. And that's not even including like Sean Jelly, who I don't know if he's a starter. I don't know if he's a reliever because in the minors, he's only starting. And in the majors, he's only coming in at, as a reliever. I have no idea why there's not some little middle part in there where it's like, yeah, sure, you can relieve, you can start. No, it's and was like, great in his last outing. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah he's, you know, definitely uh, somebody that is capable of having those games and he's going to get knocked around too. And that's like, he's, He's somebody that they are going to ask to do what he did the other day. Give us four innings, that kind of stuff. So we don't have to have four different guys pitch. Like, I get it. But, um, you know, the whole point is to have, like, all these starting pitcher types available and have some that can be optioned to the minors. Um, and, and to keep those starting pitchers fresh and stretched out in case they need to cover an injury in the rotation. Ding, ding, ding. Of course, they've had those, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just interesting that, they, I thought when they suffered some of these rotation injuries, Alex Cobb, uh, you know, Ross Stripling did start the year as a starting pitcher for the Giants. Mm-hmm. They didn't all of a sudden say, cool, well, we have seven starters, so now we have a new starter here. They immediately started just doing the bullpen games and the mm-hmm. openers, and they would have two, you know, per week sometimes. Brebbia starting back-to-back days, Ryan Walker back-to-back days. So the only I'm just confused that like I saw why they did the piggyback tandem stuff because you know they wanted everyone to stay stretched out. You can't just have Shamanaya being a one-inning guy and all of a sudden oh somebody goes down with an injury. Shamanaya, can you give us five or six innings now? It's like dude, no, I, I've been doing one <laughs> inning at a time. So I get the whole point. It's just it's funny how they just said well. No matter what, we're sticking with the uh, the opener thing. And, and to Doug, you mentioned righty to righty, like Ryan Walker, then Keaton Wynn. Like, why do that? Like, yeah, what is the point? I get it if it's like the Cardinals are in town and you know that they're not going to move uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado to any other spot in the order, but like number three, number four. So mm-hmm. good. Have your righty open it up, get those guys out of the way, and then go to a eventually Kyle Harrison type who is going to be cool i'm going to get five six seven eight nine one two and if i'm still playing well then i can face arenado then i can face goldschmidt or that's when you lift me and you put in another righty to face arenado and goldschmidt like that's kind of how i was envisioning the opener to be deployed and it hasn't really been that way so um yeah, that's not lately, at least. I, I think they opened up the for, no pun intended. the <laughs> The majority of their initial bullpen games were a if you know the righty starting, and then we're gonna go with you know Manaya right after that. It's the righty lefty. But yeah, recently it's been oh, it doesn't matter. We're just gonna go right, right. So it's yeah, definitely different than our expectations. I think of something that's already 
a little outlandish to a lot of baseball fans. So. And if you, if you remember, I mean, I won't forget this because I was recapping that game. It was game six of the season against the Royals. Shamanaya started, looked pretty good. Ross Stripling came in in like the seventh inning. He got mm-hmm. banged around, cost him the game. And I don't know if he, if he I, I don't know if he was supposed to say this, but he said it in his you know in his post game interview that yeah, yeah I, I've known for about three days that I was going to relieve my, Sean in this game. I was like, yeah. Damn, no, it's ma- already no matter, planned, no matter dude. what. So yeah, I get. I mean, I don't know if it's because of injuries or what, but they've, like you guys said, they've kind of gone away from that. And granted, it's worked the last couple of weeks, but down the road, I think we we all think this team needs a little more starting pitching at the deadline. But yeah, we can get to that later. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk numbers a little bit. We kind of wanted to discuss, you know, because the last couple of seasons, Rob and I have had like our mid season state of the union episode and so we'll we'll kind of call this like a soft state of the union because it kind of just it kind of just rolled when we were planning for this episode like well this is kind of a state of the union episode so um yeah and like we said the giants are this toronto series away from being at the midway point they're at 78 that'll be 81 um you know talking offensively uh they're kind of getting back to what they did i will sit now now i'm kind of contradicting myself you know, they're fourth in the National League in home runs, which two years ago they led, I think, all of baseball, if not for sure, just the NL in home runs. Yeah, they, they have 90, yeah, 96 home runs already. They're fifth in OPS at 747. They're fourth in runs, 386 runs. Um, so the offense, you know, as an overall standpoint, has been there. And they're getting, like Rob mentioned a little bit ago, they're getting contributions, especially from like the young guys. I know Casey Schmidt was a guy that, um, we thought we'd probably see at some point um, this season, but was called up pretty early. I mean, what was it? Mid-May, I think he was already up, or kind of early to mid-May. Um, and he got off to a blazing hot start. It's kind of cooled off, but um, Patrick Bailey has been really good the whole time he's been up, and Luis Matos has had really professional ABs. This guy, you can tell he's just not chasing shit. Um, you know, he knows the strike zone very well. And it showed. So I think, you know, the additions without rambling on so long, um, the new guys have really uh, produced in their short amount of time um, with the big club. And it's it's been a huge factor in their success, especially as of late. Yeah, I mean, you have, especially the hitters, when the hitters come up and, you know, you're the opposing pitcher, you don't have, you know, a lot to go off of. It's you get a little mini scouting report, whatever. And these hitters have thrived early and you've seen it with a guy like Patrick Bailey, who's constantly refining his game. He's making the adjustments on the fly. He takes a little off of his swing in order to go with the pitch. If he's kind of fooled on velocity, he's guessing fastball, they throw a slider. Well, he's doing a good job of poking that into right field kind of going going with the location, that type of thing. And we've seen it kind of on the other end with Casey Schmidt, who got figured out pretty quickly by the league um, after his immediate success. And, uh, you know, it's been kind of a grind for him. You could tell he's, he's kind of wearing it. Sometimes he's even having some little lapses in the field here and there. Um, and that happens. You're young. You're trying to trying to literally win everything you're doing. I want to win every at bat. I want to win every play in the field. And it's baseball's a game of failure. We all know it. So little, little check, check yourself time for Casey, 
Schmidt and he's fine. He's finding himself kind of playing out of a starting role. There was a, there's a quote by Kapler uh, that Steven Risotto of SF Bay, I think he's on the phone right now. That's the bullpen phone right now. Um, <laughs> I believe he mentioned that, uh, that they just don't have a starting spot for Casey Schmidt right now. Um, which is kind of crazy because at first, you know, when he came up, it was like gangbusters. Like this guy is going to be an everyday baller. And yeah, he struggled and the Giants have to prioritize winning over developing their young player. So it's kind of like, what are we doing, man? Is this guy going to go down for, uh, to kind of work on some of his, uh, eye at the plate? Like, I don't know. We don't have time for this. (laughs) We're trying to win a championship here, Casey. <clears throat> so that's um, that's an interesting part of uh, how the hitters have done. Uh, I'll quickly uh, give a couple stuff on Luis Matos, and I'll toss it back to you guys. Um, so I, I, Luis Matos, you could tell, has an idea at the plate. Like that's yep. really uh, – at his age, 21 years old, it's really awesome to see that. Um, you know, we all saw that when Juan Soto came up at 19 years old, and that guy, you couldn't throw a pitch – anywhere in that uh, zone without him saying, I know what a strike is. I know what a ball is. So like, let's go. And uh, he, he's, he's got plenty of tools. One thing I've been seeing though, is people get a little too excited with those triple a bombs and all that stuff he was doing when he was mega hot, right? Three for four, four, four for five. Ridiculous. Not, yeah. Homers. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, I know it's early for Matos. Uh I heard there were some questions about his exit velocity that people were talking about even before he became a major leaguer. And right now he's in the bottom 12% of the league in max exit velocity. And I know people are kind of throwing out Ronald Acuna Jr.'s name a couple times uh, when they're like, oh, Luis Matos reminds us of Acuna. And I'm like, you mean Acuna, who was in the top 7% in the league when he was a rookie? That was 1139 exit velocity that the guy maxed out um he averaged 90 i don't know so yeah luis matos is uh you know he had a bomb the other day it was 101 off the bat um you know he's he's not really ripping the ball super hard he's getting a lot of grounders um he's got the speed he can do a lot with his tools but let's kind of keep him in that speedy scrappy won't hit the ball over the wall a lot and maybe he can grow into his body when he's 23, 24, 25, whatever, right? He's still young. But just remember, Acuna Jr. is literally 25 right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been doing it since 20, and he's been just barreling up like crazy. So we just need to calm down, let Luis Matos be. Mm, you know what? He reminds me of Luis Matos. Not Acuna Jr. Let the guy be himself because he's not going to be smashing the ball 115 miles per hour. It's just not his game. Uh, so right now he is is not that guy. So we'll see what the future has. But um, those are my uh, three guys, Schmidt, Bailey, Matos. So I don't really have a lot to add to that because <laughs> it, other than the fact that when the Giants called up Casey Schmidt, it was come. It was kind of like one of those. Oh, screw it! The team sucks, and uh, let's let's see what he's got. Right? That, that was kind of where we were all were at in mid May. At the you time, know? yep. The team was playing like shit, and we're like, yeah, screw it. Let's go. Crawford's not playing well, so yeah, let's see Schmidt. But yeah, like I said, he, he gets off to this blazing hot start. All of a sudden, everybody thinks, oh, this guy can hit. 
yeah, you know, these guys, these guys get a little book on him, and you know, to, to, to his credit, I mean, you know, his his Babbitt right now is three twenty. Like he's so when he puts the ball in play, he's doing good things, but he's, you know, he he's chasing like like you said, Brooks. You know, he's he's trying to, you know, keep his spot. He, like when Wilmer Flores comes back, who knows what's going to happen to that roster spot? You know, and that that's coming up here pretty quick. Good point. But but I, I just want people to remember same thing with Patrick Bailey as well, who's absolutely killing it as well i think matos is safe i think we all assume matos isn't going anywhere but and and, ba- and bailey as well there's the joey bart's thing but we can get to that later but bailey and schmidt in particular they were brought up to play defense nobody expected mm-hmm. them to come up and tear the cover off the ball mm-hmm. so i just you know I, hope, I think it's important to kind of keep that in in perspective because i mean casey schmidt i mean people were going on the social medias and making their Twitter handles after him and shit. And like, this is, this is the greatest player since third base since, you know, Matt Williams. And this is, this is, this is going to be incredible. It's going to be great. And just, you got, you got to hamper the expectations down on, on the, on the kids just, just a little bit, but I mean, I'm excited as well though. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of just wrapping up the offense talk, um, you know, talking about some veterans, like, uh, we got to got to give credit. L- Lamont Wade Jr. has come in and and really bounced back after last year. And I'm going to talk about him a little later. Um, I I thought last year, you know, obviously he was banged up for quite a bit of last year. And I think in I'll save my thoughts, but I, he's healthy. He's playing well. He's getting all star votes. Like that's all I need to say right now. <laughs> you know, like I'll, and I'll, I'll I'll talk about him in a little bit, but. Guys like Mikey Stremski, who was just put on the IL again. Hopefully, it's not for too long. But um, he's having a, a a pretty he's having a better year than he was last year for sure. He's he's hitting the ball uh, more consistently, um, and he's playing pretty good defense from what I see. Uh, I think being in center field more consistently has been good for him. Um, but also, you know, guys like JD Davis is having a, a really good offensive year, and it's kind of been um, consistent, although. Um, you know, I know he's he's had that ankle thing, but uh, I think he's going to be okay. But yeah, I mean, the, the veteran guys are coming through as well, and I think you know, kind of talking about Casey Schmidt, like Brandon Crawford has the last couple weeks, he's actually kind of got the back going a little bit, um, and uh, I, I think that's big for him, and that that's probably doesn't bode well for Casey Schmidt um, because you know Schmidt's versatility; he can play third, short, second. He's he's played all three positions, you know more than once, obviously, uh, to put things uh, straightforward. But I don't know. I, I, I think uh, offensively they're okay right now. I don't think there's really any need to, like, panic, especially, uh, um, I mean, th- they lost Hanniger for probably a quite quite a bit of time. So, yeah, but I'm bringing him up because he's one of their, you know, big offseason addition, additions mm-hmm. along with Michael Conforto, who is – you know, Brooks jokes a lot. He's Belforto because he's he's very streaky, but you know, and he's he's injury prone. But he is mm-hmm. like he'll have a, a great week, and then he'll kind of just go into hiding. So, um, but you know, offensive offensively overall, I'll, I'll I'll take it up to this point. I think the offense has been pretty good. Yeah, I just, I just you know, we I would say Michael Conforto is one of the guys that does have a track record. Him and Hanniger, who is probably not going to play again, and you know, if that September, late September, whatever, mm-hmm. it's going to be quite a while um, if he comes back. 
And uh, those guys have done it before. The guys that like are playing well right now, uh, you know, like, can we just hang our hat that JD Davis is just going to be this guy all year? Like he, he's never really been a full-time player ever. Like this is kind of his first time of just playing every day. Uh, he didn't really get that chance with the Mets. So, yeah, you know, I guess uh, what I'm trying to say is we have a lot of guys that are kind of just playing really well right now. And we don't have a lot to go off of if this is like, you know, something that's going to kind of, is this how it is right now? Or are they going to kind of go back to career norms? Um, I do want to mention uh, Michael Conforto because a lot of us kind of pick Conforto as like, Hey, he's the guy, he's going to be the first 30 home run hitter for the giants in 20 years almost. Um, Yeah. He's got 12. He has one in the month of June. June's almost over, guys. And I'm sure he's going to hit five this week in um, <laughs> Toronto. No, he, he's this, gonna this is it, right? This is the week. Yeah, no. Coming back home with 19 on the season. <laughs> Look for Conforto to at least ball the hell out in New York Mets, uh, his old his old team. You know, hitters always like to slug their old guy. So, um, But, uh, yeah, he's got 12 homers, you know, He's it's half a season for him. You know, no one plays 162 games anymore, uh, and they're almost halfway to to 162. So he's on pace for 24 homers or less. So it's kind of like, all right, um, and that's fine. It, the Giants have proven even in 2021 they didn't have a 30 homer guy. So, uh, so I just wanted to kind of show that he's not really on track to be that guy this year. And one other guy I wanted to point out was. Uh, Camilo Duvall, one of the most consistent guys from uh, last year to this year. I'm talking about exact same 56.4% ground ball rate. Exactly. Um, FIP, 298, now it's 302. It's like exactly, you know what you're going to get from Camilo. I'm just wondering that he's coming up on a half a season now, and he's already got 35 innings. Uh, So double that, you're at 70. Last year was 67. So you're kind of in that same range if he does the same output going forward. Um, is he someone that they need to kind of dial it back here and there to try to, like, this? remember, this guy throws 101, 102. So that's not a guy, like, he's number two on the team in innings, not counting the bulk guys, not Junis, but like it's Tyler Rogers and then Camilo Duvall. So I just want to make sure that they're keeping his arm under con- uh, consideration here. He's definitely been the one guy I feel that Gabe Kapler has been like, well, we can't, you know, take it super easy. He's been the one guy that he's not afraid to semi overwork in a week uh, to me. Like everybody else, they're pretty cautious with. Um, I think maybe, and I don't know if because it's working, they don't want to change anything. Like I feel like in the last month and a half, like Taylor Rogers has been really good. Um, and he's been kind of what us Giants fans have been hoping to get. Um, I think his ERA has been like under one in the last, I don't know, 20 times he's pitched or whatever. And, you know, he has closing experience. He's the opposite arm of Duvall. He's a lefty. I think I, I wonder if maybe he's going to start getting some uh, innings ramped up and he could possibly steal, you know, a save opportunity or two way just to kind of keep Duvall um, especially if, you know, how the Giants are with matches. If there's a few lefties come up, maybe they're like, well, recently we've been Duvall's the guy in the ninth if it's close, no matter what. 
you know, let's give him an extra day here. And, I, you know, he didn't have to pitch the last two days. Duvall is, so he should be fresh going into Toronto. But, yeah, I think they could they could definitely use an extra day or there because Duvall has been the guy that they are not afraid to go out there and throw back-to-back days or three out of four days. And I think last week it was like four out of six days um, there was a stretch that he had been thrown. So, yeah, I, I definitely get that for sure. But, um, yeah, because they're going to want Camilo Duvall fully healthy in August and September for sure. Yeah, and Taylor Rogers is number three on that innings list. So that's what's interesting too. So, uh, and yeah. They- not mm-hmm. saying he hasn't been pitching. He's been pitching. I'm yeah, just saying, you know, there. his role because he's he's come in in I think the second or third inning of those opener games. He's been used in the seventh inning. He's kind of been all over the map. Uh, been doing very well adjusting to. Hey, I don't really have an identity right now, but mm-hmm. we know that he has late inning experience. And since he's throwing the ball well, maybe you know he could be relied upon. And and his his brother Tyler's been throwing the ball really well too. So. Um, you know, those could be one to two nights over the next few weeks where it's like, hey, let's give Camilo an extra day and let's see if, you know, we, we can get it done with the Roger brothers, Rogers brothers. So the Rogers brothers, the Rogers brothers. <laughs> and I know we're about to jump off the bullpen. Just want to mention we have Scott Alexander on the IL, John Brebbia mm-hmm. on the IL. Yeah. They just put Luke Jackson on the IL. These are guys that are eventually going to have to come back and they're going to take spots from from keaton win and you know probably uh walker and um i don't know what they're gonna do is tristan beck safe he's been thrown really well in his his opportunities man does he got options yeah he's got options then he's not safe Um, (laughs) he'll he'll uh, be on the team he won't be on the team but he'll be on the team Exactly. And uh, I just want to say Sean Manaya and Camilo Duvall have the same exact FIP 3.02. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Sean Manaya does? Sean Manaya and Camilo Duvall have the same FIP. And I'm not just talking about since uh, as a reliever, I should say. It's just only as relief innings. Okay. So anytime that Sean Manaya started a game, that was early. He's been a reliever for two months now. Um, Yeah. So his relief innings uh, obviously are way better. I'm talking about they're similar in strikeout numbers too. 12 strikeouts for nine for Manaya, 12.3 for Camilo. I mean, that's really, really crazy. And Sean's got the better uh, walks per nine than Camilo. Um, so very, very out- good to out- see that. Outside of that outing in L.A. for Manaya, where I think – he was cruising along for like three innings, then his fourth inning came along, I believe, and he gave up like four runs. Um, outside of that, though, you know, he had been throwing very well for like a month, and that's someone that I was, you know, not really optimistic about um, going into the season. So I definitely want to see more from him, but, um, you know, outside of that one, you know, yeah, bleh, outing against LA. But yeah, talking like real quick about pitching numbers before we move on. And I know with the Giants, you kind of have to look at it differently. And like we mentioned, they they use their entire pitching staff differently than anybody else. It's you know really something that we haven't seen. There's openers, and then there's openers with the piggyback, and they're doing it, like we said. Um, but they're uh, fourth in ERA with a three nine three ERA, which I feel like no matter how you're doing it, your ERA is fairly true. Um, but they're this isn't a very important one. They're first in walks allowed. They've only given up 222 walks as a staff, you know, starters, relievers, whatever. Um, that's important. They're not giving away free 90s. And they're fourth in strikeouts, 684 strikeouts um, 
as an entire pitching staff. So, you know, they're stri- they're striking dudes out and they're not walking dudes. And that's, you know, generally going to lead to a good amount of success. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, good, good points there. There you go. So let's talk. Um, you know, we kind of got to speed up here. We're, we're the three of us could talk. We could do a four hour podcast. Guys. Yeah, we we're not, I thought, I thought we were right. doing four hours. No? Yeah. Oh man. I was going, I was going to go take a pee break, come back. I'm ready for hour number two. No, Part okay. four on Tuesday. <laughs> so I felt like it'd be important. Let's, let's talk about who surprised us up to this point and who's disappointed us. We don't have to go on forever, but um, we'll start with surprises and I'll kind of just, throw my two guys out there and then, um, you know, I'll hand it off to one of you guys. But number one for me is Patrick Bailey. I, I, I didn't think that he would come up one this early and two be this productive. And, you know, the batting numbers are there, of course, but the way he is behind the plate and the way he's catching the staff and he's already like Bailey ain't having it throwing dudes out. Like the dude is a stud behind the dish. There's no doubt about that. And that's sustainable whether or not, you know, the batting, is going to be there. But I remember when we had Kevin Cunningham on Rob and I asked him because he had a, he had, he's had a lot of ups and downs um, in the minor league system, but you know, he came up quick and in his time up, he's produced. And especially like he's doing a lot of his damage from the right side. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I read a little something that, um, you know, he is naturally right-handed, but throughout his farm system time with the giants, He's been a better left-handed hitter. And I remember asking him, I said, should he just drop hitting right-handed and just hit left-handed? And um, no, I think he should keep doing what he's doing because it's working. And he's hitting three of his home runs have been from the right side. So, you know, Bailey, big surprise for me. Um, happy to see it. And uh, I hope he continues to play, you know, three quarters of what he's been doing so far because I think uh, it's it's a fresh a breath of fresh air ever since – uh, 2021 behind the dish. And then my other guy, Lamont Wade Jr., I kind of talked about him earlier. Um, again, not even talking about the bat. Like, he has been – I don't think he's been spectacular, but he has been much better than I expected over first base. He gets the job done. And um, I think he's only made, like, two plays that I can remember that were like, eh. But, you know, like, we're halfway through the season. So um, – <laughs> and he stayed relatively healthy. Uh, and the dude is just incredible at the plate with with his eye and his on base percentage is like he is the money ball guy when it comes to it because the Giants aren't paying him anything and he gets on base and he'll occasionally hit you a home run. Um, so Lamont Wade Jr. I was wrong about him last year. I admit that, and I'm I'm crediting that to I just don't think he was ever really fully healthy last year and couldn't get into a rhythm and things. So those are my two surprises: Bailey and Wade. That's, that's that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, so are, are we got two guys or just one? Because I had one. You can go one. That's fine. I just happened uh, to throw. Right, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't. That's fine. I'm, I'm gonna throw an honorable <laughs> mention at the end. But okay. but no. But the, my my guy's JD Davis, and I got eat a little crow because in my season preview, I had him getting traded in order to make room. <laughs> about this, but I think I said I said late May, early June. I was like, he'll get traded so Casey Schmidt can come up and play because I thought the Giants would be sucking big time and why why not right but that that whole thing kind of happened in a different way Casey Schmidt did come up but not the way we thought but you gotta think and you know in April and May I mean outside of him and I don't know if you're taking him Brooks but Tyro Estrada they were they were the two guys really only two guys really doing anything 
you know, that, that were watchable on the offensive end. Uh, but Davis, man, you know, he's played in 72 games. He's been, he's been out there. He's played through injury. You got to give him credit for that. He's, he's really stepped up at, at, at third base because coming in, into the season, I remember thinking, Oh God damn. They, they got Flores. They got Davis and they got David VR. They're, they're all pretty, you know, capable with the bat, but who the hell is going to field over there now that Longoria is gone. And, but no, they're, he's played a great third, third base. You know, he's second on the, on the team in homers with 10. Um, yeah. A, a 360 Babbitt right, right now. So he's doing a lot of damage. And you kind of talked about earlier, Brooks, this is the first time he's ever really got to play full time, right. regardless of who's on the mound. And can we expect this throughout the rest of the season? I, I really don't know. I hope so. But yeah, I gotta say he he's the one who's stuck out the most out of everybody. I mean, it's it's close to him and Tyra Strada for me, but yeah, I, I gotta go with JD Davis. Good picks, good picks. Yeah, the uh, the whole Farhan trades for JD Davis last summer's, you know, even myself was like, all right, cool. You got another one of your you know guys. Maybe you'll be your next Mike Yastrzemski. Ha ha, tongue in cheek. But I mean, he really has. <laughs> He's found a uh, unappreciated asset who literally is somebody that they liked. And you got to remember Darren Ruff was, uh, you know, Ruff was on the move. No, uh, Darren Ruff was not an easy guy to trade, uh, even, you know, for all that he did for the Giants. Uh, so glad to see J.D. Davis has been running with his playing time and to get all-star consideration. You know, he's not going to like start the all-star game, you know, in any of those uh, he's not that type. Of yes, guy. he is, Brooks. Oh, I, yes, I, no, I'm playing. I forgot. I forgot. No. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm very uh, impressed with that. And to your point, Doug, on Lamont Wade Jr., he is leading all National League first baseman in defensive runs saved. What the hell? He even has beat. Uh, That's Paul, Paul Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman. I mean, who are really, really defensive, good defensive first baseman. Freddie so. Freeman is mailing it in along with the rest of the Dodgers because he's way down there at number Mailing. 17. <laughs> at 17 in baseball. What about uh, what about what about we said first base is very easy. Yeah. It's incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard. <laughs> yeah. Thank That's you, Ron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I heard Ron Washington got um got some guff from some of the broadcasters in uh the game against the uh was it the Pirates or I don't know. Braves. Probably the Mets. The Mets, Mets. announcers have every reason to be pissed off these days. But uh, yeah, I think was it Acuna hit a homer and then he like stopped after third to like give like seven dabs to to Ron Washington. <laughs> They're like, "What's up with this handshake dance? Keep moving." Will <laughs> Buck Showalter be in New York for the Giants series this forget No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was great. Uh, so yeah, yes. Should Sorry, I, I thought you were adding on. No, that, that was it for my Ron Washington part. But, uh, <laughs> uh, well, we have right here on the agenda, Ron Washington talk for one yes. minute. So, no, Wash. uh, um, disappointed. Let's talk about disappointing because I yeah. had two guys too, but. Should um, I say my guy for. Yeah, uh, I was going to say let's do reverse order. So, Brooks, you go first. I, I didn't pick a guy for the most impressed, though. I was just talking to your guys. Um, oh, so true. Tyro <laughs> Estrada, I'll quickly say, is. Uh, no he already, I mean, he had a you know solid year last year, mm-hmm. and he already has matched his F war from last year, two point seven. 
64 games played last year, 140. So it's like you're not even halfway to the output of last year. Um, it's the defense for me. Estrada was not really – he's really shaky with the glove uh, last year. It yes. wasn't so much his glove. Sometimes he get just completely – just have these like routine plays that you're just like, really? You couldn't make that, but you make all these flashy plays. So he had some issues. He obviously has been working hard and it's shown. Um, we, we all were kind of wondering, okay, with the band shifts, how is Estrada going to do? Is he going to be able to stop all those ground balls without being perfectly placed? And maybe that's just kind of, you know, Rob playing 20 years of baseball, Tyro Estrada in one way. And then the giants are like, no, you gotta, nope. you gotta play exactly here on the grass. That probably messed with them. And now he's actually playing the baseball he's always played, and now it's working for him. So maybe that's it. But uh, he has an 8.0 DEF. That's, like, stupid good. Last year was 1.6. Before that, definitely. DEFinitely, yes. I, I get that pun. I get it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's he's got 17 stolen bags. He had 21 last year. So, I mean, the sky's the limit with this guy. I did not think he was going to be this good at all. I actually thought he was going to regress. Because he led the team in F war last year, so he was my pick for oh, he's if you led the team, like there's no way to nowhere to go but down. But uh he proved <laughs> me wrong that he's uh and, and you know, he's still a guy that's you know, he's got certain abilities that he's not going to he's he's not going to be a guy that hits three twenty and he's not gonna hit twenty seven jacks for you. But he's doing a lot of really, really good things for the Giants. So hats off to Tyro. Uh, another all-star um, hopeful. Agreed. Defensive improvement for him has been the biggest thing that sticks out. But I just I feel like he's just consistent with everything he does. Um, so what a great find. He and also, just not even talk about him, but shout out to Blake Sable. He's still on the team. <laughs> Sable. Well, that's Rob, right. that's by default at this point. Uh, Someone's no, got to fill the Mauricio Dubon base running role. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> too Disapp- oh, wow, way too soon. Disappointed, Brooks. You go first. Uh, the whole team. Just, I wanted an 11-game win streak. <laughs> I didn't do it. Um, <laughs> Damn uh, you, Blake Snell. <laughs> yeah, Blake Snell. I, by the way, guys, if you're not already on Giants Chatter, please join Giants Chatter. I'm one of the admin along with these two fellows. And I had the... Um, you know, the honor of recapping the one loss in that stretch, uh, you know, no, oh, until you Sunday. Oh, the asshole. Until Sunday. That was me. Everyone else got to recap a win except for me. No. Um, yeah, it's it's disappointed. I mean, there's a lot of guys that, you you know, we want more from, I guess. So, I don't know. It's like there, there's plenty to choose from. It's I'm not trying to say that in any crazy way. But, um I don't know. Were you guys going to pick Joey Bart? <laughs> I mean, uh, ah, I, I was, but you, 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 you got it. Go ahead, man. Uh, I don't know. I'll just, uh, okay. Um, Joey Bart is, uh, is just someone that they kind of just tried to change his swing, tried to change the man, try to make him somebody who he wasn't trying to make, uh, you know, like a wolf, like a vegetarian. Like it was just not, a good idea and just do your bart talk now just do it now <laughs> just the fact that joey bart is somebody that was going to strike out 38 percent of the time and he was going to hit probably in a full season full catcher season like you know 115 games you know he's probably going to hit you close to 20 homers and that's good for a catcher yeah. and 
he, that was who he was in college. And, you know, he showed plenty of flashes of that in the minors. Giants really gave him, they put him on blast. You all remember. Mm-hmm. They said he's going to have to change some things or else he's going to be <laughs> enjoying the bus rides. Is basically what they said. And yeah. they backed that up because, you know, he essentially had his hamstring issues. He got Wally pipped by Patrick Bailey. I don't think any of us really saw that coming. I was like, hey, Patrick Bailey can come up before September, I think. You know, sure enough, he's he's out there playing. I'll agree with that, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he, he, he took advantage of his opportunity. Yeah. Joey Bart had an opportunity similar to that, whether he was ready or not in 2020. Didn't yeah. work out, but he had another chance in 2021. He had his good moments. He had his really – sorry, 2022, guys. Come on. 2022 um he had his good moments had his bad moments um and then this year it just has not worked for joey bart and in the minors it's he just the stats show that he's lost in the minors too it's just Mm -hmm. sad right now for joey bart i don't know what they're going to do with him um jeff young had an article out saying that they have a 20-day window that he needs to basically be brought back to the giants so they don't burn one of his op his last option um so I think they're already on day 16 out of that. And so we'll see in the next four days. Coming up. Yeah, if they're going to bring him back to make sure he goes into next year with that one option remaining. If they don't, you're talking about a guy in spring training that's out of options trying to make the club for the Giants. And Pat Bailey's like, hold my jock, bro. <laughs> Just hold it. Just hold it. Um, so, yeah, disappointed by the whole Bart thing. And who knows if they had offers in 2021 when they were making the big run, guys. They're trying to go for it, and they say Chris Bryant, that's it, Canario, whatever. They could have maybe got something for Bart. Who knows? But anyways, crystal ball, hindsight, yada, yada. Back to you guys. It, it's it's tough for, you know, me because I, I obviously, like, I've been a Joey Bart defender this whole time, and I still think, like, he he could he could definitely help out a club. Um, uh, but I, I, I think there's both sides to fault here, um, you know, being player and team. Because, like you said, like they've they've tried to fix him so many times now. It feels like, like realistically, probably like two to three times they've tried to like fix his swing, like what his approach. Because you know, like he was striking out so many times last year, but he also was working counts and his walk rate was up, so it was kind of balancing right. out. And then, mm-hmm. but he'd hit some for some home runs, and then this year it's like, oh, well, the strikeout rate's down, but he's like. He's not hitting for average, and he's not hitting for any power, literally. And, not and so walking. it's like there's so and not walking. There's so much give and take with Joey Barton. It really just sucks because like I I I root for the guy and I'm pulling for the guy and I want him to do well. And then of course you know the cherry on top, boom, is Patrick Bailey's up way before any of us, probably anybody outside of the front office had expected because maybe they knew like, hey, well Bailey's going to be up in you know May, and but not like. Was I expecting to see Patrick Bailey this season? Possibly towards the end of it, because um, I know he kind of flew up the the, you know, through AAA. But um, him performing well didn't help either. You didn't help Joey Bart's situation, and yeah, he can't hit in the minors right now, and the, it sucks. The injuries um, too. The injuries were the, the reason injuries why too. Bart went down. Yeah, sure, um, but it's tough. Um, the whole the whole situation with him has been really tough, but. You know, we're talking about, you know, would he fit somewhere? Like, yes, I absolutely think he would He would help another club, but um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like they're going to find a way to get him back on the big club um, soon because 
I don't think they can afford to get rid of a catcher. Mm-hmm. If Patrick Bailey gets hurt, then you have, you know, Blake Sable, who, uh, you know, has shown signs like he, he can he can hit. Um, but, man, he is a, a huge liability, I feel like, behind the plate. Joey Bart, at least, is, like, serviceable and, like, he's he's decent behind the plate. Bart um, is mostly good behind the plate and every once in a yeah, while. He does yeah. things where you're like, eh. Joey, but but, uh, but what I'm saying is, is from a number uh, vantage point, it's like I don't think they can afford to deal him even if the trade market is pretty much nothing because there's nobody really – in in the minors that's ready to go like we we know Jacob about ricardo Nottingham. <laughs> Nottingham. but yeah we mm. obviously saw like the whole gary sanchez thing didn't work out now he's got like eight bombs for the padres but yeah the whole situation with bart is is sad i i hope that you know he is added again in the next few days and whatever role he is maybe it's just hey bailey needs a day off it's day you know three of the series and it's a day game following a night game. And he just takes advantage of his limited roles. So. Yeah. Last thing for me on Bart is that, yes, I think they are literally trying, like they're not going to get rid of Sable because it's counterproductive to where, what, like everything you said, they need all the catching help they can get. Yeah. Um, I think they would prefer to have Joey Bart have one of these spots on this roster, have Sable just spend time at DH against righties, uh, you know, Jock obviously is doing that as well, but they're happy to put Jock in left field if they need to, whatever. But Sable can play left field. You see him running around yeah. and making catches. He's He makes the plays out there. He's got better. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, but there is a, a world where Joey Bart is backing up Patrick Bailey and pinch hitting sometimes, you know, knowing yes. the fact that, you know, in our mind, Joey Bart can hit the ball. When he get runs into one, he can hit it, you know, Four. 400 plus feet. Um but the problem is, is when they're like, cool, let's bring up Bart. Oh, wait, like, what does a minor league stat really tell you? If in the PCL, he's batting 175 and 65 plate appearances, striking out 32% of the time. It's like, dude, you got to show us a little something. Your OPS is 470, four, OPS 470. So it's like, dude, just get on a little mini hot streak and you're going to be with the Giants. And maybe mm-hmm. he's putting too much pressure on himself. So I, I just know. think he's in his head with, with yeah. probably, we don't know. Like, I, know. I haven't, yeah, yeah. But, no, I know. I, I but every day. There, we, we haven't talked to him. That's what I'm saying. But there's so, <laughs> exactly, but I, the, he's probably had to make so many adjustments. He's, he's frustrated because of the situation he's in. Like, who knows? He's probably in his head and he's just like, I, I can't even hit PCL pitching right now, which I usually rake. Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, it's, it's, I wouldn't want to be Joey Bart right now. I don't envy him, um, but I'm still pulling for him for sure. Oh yeah, let's let's have a second half. Joey Bart uh, saves the season for the Giants. It'll be legendary yeah. status. So yeah. you, we'll we'll remember this episode. We'll, we'll do it. Rob, <laughs> did you have any additional thoughts on Bart? Yeah, no, it's just yeah, unfortunate situation all across the board for Joey Bart. But it's been that that way from the beginning. You know, you're coming to replace Buster Posey, and it's just. No, nothing has really shaken out his way, and I, I think I was I was the the, the biggest one out of everybody saying because I saw Joey Bart play at, at least eleven or twelve times in the minors. I'm like, man, this is his approach at the plate in the majors, which is was so opposite of what I I was accustomed to seeing. Granted, it was you know minor league baseball, but still, you know, he was aggressive. He used all fields. He wasn't trying to pull everything. It was like he was had power powered all fields. So I just I just hope he can refresh. At some point, get out of his head a little bit and just relax. And they stop messing with him and say, "Dude, just just go hit." 
Yep. And keep what you do. Keep keep doing what you're doing by the plate, and just relax at the plate. You're hitting eighth. Who gives a fuck what you do? Just <laughs> do your best, and maybe you'll, you'll run into one. Seriously, at this point, that's what I would tell him if he gets back with the big club this year. Stay healthy and catch, and then yes. whatever you can give us at the plate every fifth day, like that's probably what his role is going to be when he comes up. So Absolutely. we'll see. But Rob, uh, uh, your disappointment the first my, 78 games. My disappointment, you know, it was Joey Bart, but my. <laughs> My co-disappointment, I did have two on this one, was David VR. I expected a lot of David VR this year. The end of the year pretty well last year. He flat he flashed a lot. I thought he was gonna have one of those Pablo Sandoval transitions, you know, and it just it didn't happen. I mean, 127 plate appearances, striking out 29% of the time. I mean 29.9, so let's call it 30. And rounding I, up I, Rob. I think the Giants really wanted to kind of commit to him early, early, early in the year. I know he didn't start opening day, but, and that was a head scratcher to all of us. Uh, one more floor is end, end up getting that start. But I mean, they kind of made it clear that this was going to be him and uh, JD Davis. I think they had planned to use JD Davis more at first and more in a DH type type role against lefties and have VR be that third baseman. But he just wasn't able to seize the opportunity early in the year. Uh, He's only only walking like a like a like an eight nine percent clip I think which is that's not going to fly on this team if you ain't hitting hitting a buck right. fifty nine you know five homers I mean he's 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 ran into a few but only a five eighty nine OPS and it's just it's disappointing because VR was kind of the guy they were really kind of wrapping their arms around before the season started like that the, the anti Joey Bart like they were kind of pushing Joey Bart away saying well if Joey don't do this he's not gonna be part of this team and this that mm-hmm. I they were giving David VR I, I believe every opportunity to be that guy at third base and maybe JD Davis coming out so hot put put a little pressure on him and yeah m- maybe he was pinching yeah you, know, you know grabbing the bat a little too hard and just pressing but because he because he goes down to triple a he's doing the opposite with joey bart did triple a he, he tore triple a like he always does yeah i think he went down there he was down there for what a couple weeks and he hit like six or seven home runs and it was like okay well what the hell is, is he is he four a is he major league i mean what is it so i i don't know like i'm another guy we're all pulling for he's young you know he's 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 one of their one of their, old, their older young guys kind of like sable he's like 25 26 26 he's, yeah he's 26 so he's been around a while but just the way they were kind of building him up at the end of last year and coming into this year like i was just hoping for better is all and a homegrown guy uh yeah. just quickly say we obviously we're all rooting for him he you know collected uh 36 home runs last year combined in triple a in the majors and you're like cool this guy's gonna be our next 30 bomb guy we all know he has the power to do it it's the contact issues i've said it to you guys a few times i looked it up at the end of the year and i said whoa there's this really telling stat where both joey bart and david vr are making contact on pitches that they swing at inside the strike zone only 72 percent of the time and they're like way low and you know compared to where the other giants were and i was like that's that's a big red flag for me um so the fact that they're trying to hit a pitch that's literally in the strike zone, they can't, that's a problem to me. So, um, so yeah, it kind of came to fruition and you're right. He tore up triple a, uh, he comes up hitting 159 and 127 plate appearances. That's gotta be hard. You gotta like, 
a BABIP of 183 it seems impossible. Like, is he the most mm -hmm. unluckiest man in the world? Like, I have no <laughs> idea, but just cannot get it done uh, when he gets No, nah, Brooks, that's 2022 Alex Cobb. Uh, <laughs> there I'm go. just kidding. That's the bad luck, man. But anyways, yeah, David VR, I, I don't know what to say, man. Is he the next Jalen Davis? I hope not. Say hey, David. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be quick here. Uh, VR was second for me, and you guys said a lot about him, so I don't need to. Uh, my number one guy, I'm going to go with Ross, and that's Joe Ross. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, um, yeah, that was pretty good, huh? Sorry. Yeah. Hey. Uh, <laughs> anyways, oh, no, it's, it's it's Ross Stripling, and I I know people are mixed about this signing. Um, I was one of the one of the guys that was excited about it. He he had a great year in Toronto last year. Um, you know, limited home runs in in that ballpark, and then just it was it was so bad right out of the gate here for him. Uh, he gave up so many home runs, and I think he's already surpassed. Um, you know, in limited time, he already surpassed his home run total last year or this year from what he had last year. So I don't need to go into a lot of details, just definitely disappointed in what Ross Stripling's given the giants and should be back in the next few days. I'm sure we'll see him because, yeah. Hey, we need fresh innings. Um, he's and, actually back. He came up at the very, uh, on Sunday. Yeah. he came back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, Oh, see, I was not able to watch Sunday's game. Yeah. Uh, damn. Uh, baby shower. He actually warmed up in the ninth. We were ready to see yeah. Ross Stripling. In so, the ninth. so he is, and I will probably see him over the next three days for oh, sure. He's, he's, and he's going to um, make his return to the mound. Where? In Toronto. Toronto. Where everybody um, knows his name. They're all going to be like, we're so sorry. What's happened to you this year? <laughs> we miss you. Shout out. Hey, shout out real quick. Shout we miss Chris you, Corbett. Chris Corbett is going to be at all three Giants games. And I know Tyler Hall, our buddy in here as well, is going to be there. He flew all the way from sunny Sacramento area all the way to Toronto to catch some of those games. He's going to meet up with Chris for some uh, man uh, man sodas, oat sodas, yeah, uh, beers, <laughs> uh, Labatt Blue. Do they drink that up there? Uh, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds right. Uh, so shout out to those boys. Have fun in your Giants uh, versus Blue Jays. Uh, Orange Jays versus Blue Jays should be fun. Um, oh, and uh, yeah, I, I don't have anything to add on Ross Stripling other than the fact that. Dude's gonna be here next year because he ain't opted out. I know Rob that is, is not correct. Say that. That is yeah, correct. I was I was just about to say that. And um, but yeah, you know the silver lining. We we all just piled on him. I wasn't a fan of the signing. Some guys were, but it is what it is. Um, season's only half over. He's maybe he's been he's dealt with some stuff early on that we didn't really know about. The piggyback thing may might not have been his forte initially, but guess what? He's probably gonna get thrown right back into that same mold. So yeah. he better get used to it. And hell, you know what? He struck out a lot of Stockton Ports the other night. So yes. things are looking up. All right. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And I I know uh I know we got to uh to wrap. One quick on honorable mention for disappointment for me is Mitch Hanniger. I I had him as my free agent most wanted. I knew he was gonna be a good fit for the Giants. Always had that 39 homer season to kind of to think that was possible to he can be that guy again. Uh, didn't play that great at all when he was playing, and then he gets injured. Not that it was his fault, but he's just injury prone. Like he, injury prone guys, just find just bad things happen to them. And he got drilled in the arm, and he's out for three months or whatever it is. So it's just very disappointing because I think we're all counting on Mitch Haniger to pop twenty six jacks and hit 
250 maybe like it was gonna be like cool mitch anniger is gonna drive in 80 runs cool didn't happen breaking news here on say hey podcast uh brooks just kind of admitted he was wrong about something didn't no. think it was in him. No, 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 no. It, it wasn't my fault. It was that's, uh, that's Jack not what Flair. that was. That's not what that was. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously joking because I, I was all for the Hanniger signing. I like Mitch Hanniger, and when yeah. he's right, I mean, he's really good. Um, like anybody that played for the Mariners, he has done a lot for a guy. <laughs> Talk about my closet team, okay? He's done a lot for a guy with a ruptured testicle. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, <laughs> I knew we could get out of here once Brooks said which Brooks Brooke started it. I had to. I, I'm just, I'm just glad I, he got drilled in the arm. Okay, I knew I'll we couldn't. It there. I knew we couldn't get out of here with Rob dropping something about that. But anyways, uh, we'll leave it at nuts. that. That's nuts. Um. So yeah, you know, we we did have one more thing to talk about, but we've kind of run long here. So um, I don't, I, I don't even care, Brooks. It's our show. Check the chat. What I just asked you, maybe we'll have you on again uh, in the next episode or really soon, and we'll kind of discuss what because we it's it's we're what five days away now from July, and you know what happens um, then. So we're getting really close to the deadline. Is it in August again this year? Is it early August? Yeah, yeah. it is. Okay, August. That was, that was, yeah, we're fine because yes, we we don't start thinking about trade deadline until after Joey Chestnut represents America and beats all those guys. America. That's yeah. right. That's right. And then, uh, then we get to the trades. Exactly. <laughs> we got we got the futures game with. Uh, I just want to quickly say Kyle Harrison and Carson Wisenhunt. Wisenhunt, uh, yeah. Two lefties. I'm I'm really excited to see Wisenhunt because I've, I've already seen Harrison. I, I was surprised you can actually pitch again in the futures game. I don't know. Me Isn't too. There, Me too. Shouldn't give that to somebody else that needs to show their stuff. I don't know. Uh, so maybe the Giants <laughs> will call him up and pull him out. Maybe they'll scratch him from the. Uh, from the uh, <laughs> futures game, who knows? It could, it could. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Would this he, he he could be up he could be up by tomorrow night at this point. I have n- I have no idea when he's going to come up. That's all I know. All of us have no idea. So that's that's no cool. idea. No uh, idea. Only trust a trusted source. Uh, <laughs> only trust Kyle Harrison's Instagram. That's all it's it. That's all it's going to be. Anyways. So yeah, we'll we'll start talking trade stuff soon. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Brooks, thanks for coming on again, man. As always, we love having you on, and yeah, we, we might we might just go, we might just have to go back to back, Brooks, and have you on for episode 105 as well. You, you'll have the lowest ratings ever, but it'll be fun for me. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I always no, we really do have the lowest ratings every time you're on. It's just for fun. Oh, oh, more, more, <laughs> more Brooksy, more Brooksy, more Cowboy, more, more Brooksy. Let's go. I, I had no idea. Um, no, no, this is great. Um, appreciate you guys having me back on, uh, and nothing really to plug other than giants chatter if you're not already there if you're if you're listening to this you're probably on giants chatter but um please uh join up we're gonna have a lot of fun stuff and hopefully another awesome trade deadline special for you all uh in about five-ish weeks so um yeah a lot of a lot of fun so far especially when the giants are winning giants chatter is always going uh going off a lot of positive folks over there we tell it like it is too so if there's a 10 game losing streak it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of cranky people. I'll recap. <laughs> I'll recap half of half of those fuckers probably. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, uh, make sure yeah, Giants Chatter on Facebook. You can also follow on uh, Twitter. That's where you find a lot of our recaps as well at Giants Chatter. Follow Brooks on Twitter at Brooks Knudsen. That's K N U D S E N. Just like the great sour cream company and cottage cheese and cottage cheese and cottage cheese yep (laughs) all right so for brooks you've been on enough you're say hey brooks and for say hey rob 
This is Say Hey Doug. Thanks for joining us for episode 104. Until next time, go Giants. Go Giants. Don't get swept. Sorry. Say hey. Say who? Say Willie. Say hey. Say who? Swinging at the plate. Say hey. Say who? Say Willie. That Giants kid is great. Say hey. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.